Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by our patrons like Daryl Hafner, who support the show on a monthly basis. Join the club and get a new patron-only podcast called Stories That Can Never Be on the Show. Sign up today at patreon.com slash thatstoryshow. Hi, you're listening to That Story Show. Please find joy. I myself do not. I am just a shell of a human being. Enjoy and listen or I will kill you. Hey! This is that story show, people. Hallelujah! Hey, who was cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this tweet. I left her some guano. <laughs> Hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 341, brought to you the week of May 21st, 2020. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I like to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Really? Was that, uh, who sang that? Was that Eddie Murphy that did that song? I don't know. I don't know. I don't My know. My girl wants to party all the time. I think it was Eddie Murphy. Really? In his in his brief musical stint. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, I, I'm great. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fine. I'm glad we're ready to party all the time. All the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we do. That's it's, what you we're, know, it's party season. That's what we're known for. You know, wow. my area has unlocked. Uh, like yours did a while back. You know, Georgia is now open, and oh, yeah, uh, so is St. Louis and St. Louis County. And so yeah. I, I have been to restaurants, and <gasps> I still haven't done that yet. What's it like? It's amazing. There's a lot l- less seating options, um, hmm. but a lot of places that didn't take requests or call-aheads will do that now because yeah. they don't want you to have to wait. And you wait out in the car. And then they text you when you can come in, and it's pretty Really? Cool. Do they take your temperature as you're going through the door? No, I haven't, haven't had that happen, but but you do have to wear a mask until you sit at the table. So Really? Yeah. And mm. I, I was at Walmart the other day, and they were turning people away that didn't have masks on. And I got really? to be honest, I'm, I was proud. I was happy about that. Cause yeah. yeah, there's some people that are like, you know, I don't want the government telling me I can't wear a mask. I'm, you know, ah. but I, I feel like I'm being courteous to others when I wear yeah. a mask. And so when I see yeah. others that don't wear a mask and, and they're around me, I'm like, you're not being courteous to me, but I'm being courteous right. to you. you. Have it. So I, I was, I, that's the side I'm on is the courteous side. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you on that when I have, I don't even own one except for these crappy, I don't even know what constitutes a mask to be honest with you. And I got these old junky ones that, uh, you know, you wear out in the the yard when, um, you don't want grass clippings right. up in your nose. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that works, but it's, you know, they're, 
they're like cheap. I got them from Harbor Freight for a hundred of them for like 50 cents or something. That's all know. it takes. It's yeah. It's easy to do. And and I understand people that are anti it. I just don't think they understand that it's not about them. It's about other people. Yeah. And uh, that's because uh, I don't like it any more than they do. I don't like wearing it. You know, it's yeah. a pain in the butt. It fogs up my glasses when I'm walking around and trying to mm. look at, at, on my app on my phone for where the, whatever item is at Walmart, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's not fun, but, uh, I do it for, for you, the, the viewers that right. are, that are around me all the time. No, I do it for it's the a, people that happen to be shopping near me, my stank breath. So, and if you happen to cough or something, it makes the whole world around you feel better that your cough is contained. And it makes me mat. feel nasty because when I sneeze, I, I'll sneeze before I cough and <laughs> sneeze oh, no. inside one of those things. And it is a, it's like the rainforest just attacks you. <laughs> it's, it's so nasty. It's just <laughs> stuff in there that <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to change this mask here. I y'all. actually want everybody to have to deal with this along with me. <laughs> so, hmm. It's that bad. Well, anyway, we always open with a story. This one's called Bad Burglar from Tallulah in Los Angeles, California. Hi, James and John. I have a story for you. So I went out for a walk around my neighborhood, and since I was home alone at the time, I locked the door and brought my key. When I came home, I was trying to open the door, but since the door is about 50 years old, it sometimes gets stuck and takes a while. And what do you know? It was taking a while for me to get it open. And while this was happening, this lady starts staring at me. And eventually she had the nerve to ask, why are you breaking into that house? <laughs> why, why are you breaking into that house? Because uh, that's what I'm doing in the middle of the day is I'm breaking into a house. Anyway, it took right. me a minute to realize what she meant. And I realized that since I was taking a long time to get in, she thought I was breaking into my own house. I started laughing at her. And she stared at me like I was some sort of psychopath. And I finally said, I'm not breaking in. I live here. And this door is just jammed. It's jammed. And jammed. I'm doing the door jam. So I couldn't tell if she really believed me or not. Well, you would have found out if the cops showed up, I guess. So she probably yeah, believed me. Uh, Maybe that's the way that you tell people that you're breaking in. Is I live here. I live here. I, I hope you like this story and found it as funny as I did. I love your show. Keep doing what you do. Tallulah in Los Angeles, I know, California. Tallulah, I know who Tallulah's neighbor is. Yeah? Yeah, Norwegian lady. Or the, the, the lady at Disney World. She oh. probably had news for Tallulah. Oh, yeah. There you go. She's she around everywhere. Yeah. Why yeah. are you breaking into that house? Why are you there? there? I have news for you. I have news that for you. That is not your house. That is not your door. You stay away. <laughs> Goodness gracious, people! I understand though. I just, uh, it's like, where, where are you when people really are breaking into people's houses? Have you ever actually stopped anyone, old lady, from breaking yeah, right. into a house? Would, would you actually startle and scare away an actual burglar had you uh, been correct? You know, no, the answer is no. It's like, it's like the, the greeters at Walmart. They don't actually have them anymore, but in the day, in the day they would have old people by the, by the door to greet you and, uh, and, and to see you leave. And I often wondered what, what would they actually do if there was uh, a burglar 
leaving with something that they had burgled, would the old person actually be able to take them down? And um, observe and report. That's all they're supposed to do. So, so I don't know where where if what they're doing in your world, but here in St. Louis, they have done away with them. And there's an actual person that checks your receipt at the door, like Sam's Club. So yeah, that's what they do here now too. At least last time I was at, at Walmart, yeah, but okay. it was still a, an older person. Oh no, no, no! But it's it's a grown man now for me for us. The, in St. Uh, Louis. Well, in here, here in Georgia, everybody's sixty-five older and old, or a little bit. They didn't believe me. Um, sixty-five and up, you're still supposed to shelter in in place. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah. If if you're if you're highly susceptible, and um and, and you're over a certain age, then they like you need to you need to stay home just a bit longer. Whoops. So Georgia's open, but it's not open, open, open. You know what I mean? I'm planning like, on visit, visiting my mom in Florida next week. Um, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have asked her to leave her house. Uh, oh goodness, I, uh, Florida's different. Georgia is. Yeah, uh, but safety standards are still the same, no matter what they are on paper. You know what I'm saying? Meaning, if it's dangerous for my mom to be out, then it's whether or not they say so or not doesn't matter. Yeah. And and now I just re- I just realized I hadn't thought of that, and she's all like. Oh, I'll be so happy to see you guys, you know, and, and, yeah. and now I don't know if I should have even told her we'd be there. <laughs> I just realized she's coming up to visit you too. She's well, we're going to her area. We're going to, okay. down there to see her and my brother and stuff. So I'll see David Well, then. and it'll be fun. And my sister. Cool. But I don't know now. Did I now am I sentencing my mother to to death? It's, I would say probably not. Okay, but, I, I uh, hope not. No, anyway, I mean, she, she she's responsible for herself. So okay, well, <laughs> she should know this. Maybe, stuff. But but I've got grandkids with me, and who can deny grandkids? She might just say, <laughs> you know, I could die, but I got to see my grandkids, and and maybe I put her up to that, and. I'm a COVID uh, idiot. A COVID idiot. That's what I I read off of a sign the other day. Don't be a don't be a COVID idiot. And I didn't know COVID. if that was clever or not. Still, so I tried to use it just now, and it didn't come off as clever. COVID idiot. So, COVID idiot. I I like that. We've got all sorts of fun things with quarantine and COVID in them. You you know, a quarantine ager and. <laughs> Corin vacation, or I don't even know what people have been saying. I think none cool. of that applies to me. Yeah, COVID idiot. All right, let's rewind the week. Do it. All right, so um, first of all, business. Because okay, I've been using this opportunity as our, I've been using this segment as an opportunity to promote NarthexCon. And unfortunately, due to the status of the rules here in St. Louis, I am very sad to report that we are not going to be having a Narthex Con this year. Yeah, my my tears are welling up within my eyes. Uh, my heart breaks another shade of breakage. I, I held it off as long as I could, and I kept promoting it and all this, but it just, the rule is that no more than 10 people can gather in a group here in St. Louis city. And, um, we would also have to stay six feet apart 
and we would all be wearing masks. And we had about 35 to 40 people signed up, ready to come. And it's just, I know I had to email them all yesterday and tell them no. And, and, uh, but I am offering them if like, if they were coming in and say they have airplane tickets and they're still coming, no matter what I did say, Hey, let's, let's do a meetup, you know, me and you go out to lunch, go out to dinner and, you know, we'll still get to see each other, hang out, whatever, but it just can't be more than, you know, 10 people at a time. So Sorry, right. no. I had I had stuff printed, man. I had cool banners. I have I have oh. stickers that I'm I'm looking at right here. I don't know. Are they date specific? I mean, uh, can I'm, we read them? I'm about them? to check. Sure. Yeah. Okay. NarthexCon 2020. The the banners aren't aren't uh, labeled with the date, but the stickers are. So this will be the NarthexCon that never happened. So these are collectors' items, as far as I'm concerned. And I have well, 50 of them. Maybe there's some way that we could virtualize it, you know? Maybe, uh, maybe we so. did that. We did that Zoom thing, and that was awesome and cool. And maybe we could maybe we could virtualize it. When I told my boys that we weren't going to do it, because I was going to bring them up with me. I know. Um, I had a feeling. They were, they were a bit bummed. But, um, you know, we'll figure something out. We, we, we'll do something. It's always next year. I mean, 2020 is, is we still got what? How many months of 2020? Six? Yeah. Eight? No, we got more. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven months. I don't know. So we could do it. We could still do it somehow. Maybe possibly. I don't know. I, I'm just going to wait a year. Just wait okay. a year and just keep it, keep it special, you know? So anyway, uh, the, my, the, the real weekly update is that I have a, 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 a thing to share with you. There is a uh, a deal. I don't know if they do this everywhere, but when when you're when you have a kid that is old enough to drive in a car under a permit license, they yeah. ask you, "Do you want this sign?" And they hand you the sign that says "Permit Driver." Do they do that in Georgia, John? I don't know. My son has not taken the test oh, yet. Well, so, anyway, uh, around here they do, and I every now and then I would see them, but I always look, and it's always an adult driving the car and i'm like ah that's embarrassing i would never want to do that (laughs) i never want to be a sticker or is it like a sign that you just hang in a window it's a sign that you tape inside your back of your window you know and 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 i'm always like you know the the amount of time that my kid would actually be driving versus how much time i'm spending driving you know it it would just be embarrassing i got a big white truck you know it's a man truck yeah and i don't want you know permit driver you know in the back window (laughs) people might start thinking you just got your license yeah exactly well i have learned that that it is the best thing in the planet and i have repented and i've changed because not only first of all um does it help when you actually do have the permit driver driving people right people just are very nice to you on the road um Really? Yeah, they when you cut them off or you slow down too much or you you forget to do something with your blinker, they are very less much less likely to honk at you in in hatred. Yeah. And so I have I have become a fool with with a with a sign in the back of my truck window and uh I have learned that there are benefits 
Because, so like I said, it's not just for learning; it's for getting away with stuff. Well, yeah, because I I didn't put it in the car, and I had my daughter driving around town, and and we were getting honked at all the time, just hatred. Because my daughter couldn't decide which, you know, lane she was supposed to be in or or she would slow down on the highway before she would get yeah. on the exit, you know, and stuff like that. And people, you know, just honking their horns and stuff. And and so okay. I, I put it in there out of necessity. And then I realized, wait a minute, I'm getting honked at less. So uh, first of all, I must be a bad driver. And secondly, um, there's a lot more forgiveness out there for permit drivers. So, yeah, well, uh, that's. That's a good thing. I hope they do give those away in Georgia because uh, I keep thinking about <laughs> that when John finally starts driving. Everybody should get one. I'm just saying, go and see if you can get a permit <laughs> driver sticker because it would be it'd be classic. It's not as bad as this one though. This car I pulled up behind the other day, and she had like sentences written on the back of her car telling people. I couldn't read it all in time because we were speeding up on the highway, but she was a very nervous driver and she was letting everyone know that they were not <laughs> supposed to drive too close to her or honk at her or give her any kind of grief because she would more, more than likely crash or have an accident. And then it, it kind of trailed off from then on. Um, but, but yeah, she had written it out like in puff paint on the back of her car. Wow. And, that's awesome i'm like you know what that you know what that should all say is i should not be driving that's all it should say on the back of your car is is i should not mm -hmm. have a license that that's it mm -hmm. simplify it can't deny somebody the right to drive just because they're a little bit uh scared right yeah but when you're to the point that you're writing out paragraphs to to your fellow man <laughs> A billboard on the back of your car. Letting them know all the things that you need them to do for you to have a safe experience. I, I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do when she somebody pile drives her into the into the side there and, and she gets mm. up. Didn't you read this paragraph three clearly states that you were not supposed to hit me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm. know. I, I don't need know. one of those myself. That's why I. You know, I, in Georgia here. I laugh be yeah. because it, it it wasn't even in multiple languages. I mean, we, we have a lot of Spanish speakers here in, in St. Louis and uh, yeah. you, you would, you would think you'd have to get that second translation up there, but whatever. So what's wow. going on in your, in Georgia, uh, they, here, here they put signs on the back of their car that encourage the honking because they're reloading. Yes. Uh, I have so seen those. I, you know. Keep honking. I'm reloading. Yes. Hey, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Hey, up in Georgia here, we're, we're good. It's, uh, we're getting out of, you know, graduation season and, and stuff. And, and I was thinking as this, you know, quarantine and whatnot was developing, I was thinking we might not have graduations this year. I might not have to, you know, kill myself at the end of the week because of all these ceremonies and stuff that I have to be a part of. Not that I'm ungrateful because, you know, I enjoy seeing and helping and all that stuff. But right, I was thinking, right. But it's still work. A little bit of a break. Yeah. yeah it, it's, and it's really, it's a hard week because not only do I put in my office hours and all that stuff, I have to put in these extra hours in the evening. And Plus you hate uh, students. I don't hate <laughs> students. I don't. They, they bring joy. Some of the teachers though. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, so I was thinking, well, we might get a break. You know, I might have to do this stuff. And and then um, everything started opening up. And I was, oh no, what are we going to do? And so our our school, our high school, uh, happened to be one of the first ones in the county, probably the first school in the county to have an actual live graduation. Ceremony. Oh, really? Uh huh. And it was very cool uh, because they 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 were all, each graduate. We only had like I think ninety four or ninety two. I can't remember. Each graduate was only allowed to have two people come with them, mm. preferably their parents. But two two uh, two. So it made the the crowd a lot smaller. Right. And then they put everybody out on the football field, and then they separated these seating arrangements so that every family unit was six feet apart, and it it really was pretty awesome. Huh. We had, I rented a, we got a sound system. We had a company come in and record it and live stream and stuff. But here's the, here's the thing about doing an outdoor uh, graduation. Um, sometimes it rains. Oh. And in rain, it did. Oh. Uh, in fact, it hadn't rained in like two weeks. Oh. And then it, all, <laughs> it started raining. And it wasn't just like a light sprinkle either. It, it was, at one point it was, it was coming down kind of good. And uh, the only thing I could could think of was Alanis Morissette's song, you know? <laughs> it's like rain, rain on your wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was going through my head. But here's the crazy thing. It started raining about the time the ceremony started, and it stopped raining about the time the ceremony oh, stopped. It's like somebody but, was really depressed that came in attendance, and their, their depression cloud followed them <laughs> to the seating. Yeah. And then when they left, it followed them back home. That's what happened. <laughs> but I got to hand it to these uh, to these seniors this year. And and if we've got any uh, 2020 grads listening, I, I think if somebody made the point, you know, the high school graduating class this year are the same kids that were born the year of 9-11. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So they were born during this time of turmoil. They're graduating high school in this time of turmoil. So these have got to be the most resilient kids. And I watched so many uh, high schoolers march across the stage, not even giving a flip. Can I say that? Yeah. Don't even care at all about the rain. They were grabbing their their diplomas and they had smiles on their faces. It was the most incredible thing. So hats off. Hats off. But don't graduate from college and don't get married. These big moments seem to be <laughs> accented by these horrible, terrible, terrible things. So please, people, <laughs> class of 2020, take it easy on the rest of us and just stop achieving things great in your life, okay? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. True, true, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of what JD in the in the chat room mentions, they probably don't remember nine eleven, and that's that's very much true. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, if they did, they got a better memory than me. But uh, but yeah, it's twenty twenty has been an interesting year. And, yeah, um, yeah, it has. And NorthexCon is is going to be a sad day for me. June twentieth, I will miss everyone. <sighs> but who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, I'll talk to John, and maybe we'll do something virtual. That would be fun. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's do some uh, listener email. Hi, James and John. So do you know uh, in one of the stories where John said he had a Westinghouse TV that broke? Well, guess what? I found on Google a Westinghouse generator. Tell that to John Uh and see how he reacts. So this is uh, Mason (laughs) Allerman from, from Waterton, Wisconsin. 
He says he's a longtime listener. He started with the Red Ring of Death and hasn't been disappointed yet. So, John, I'm supposed to tell you this. Um, guess what? Mason, what? tell me, James. <laughs> Mason found. A, you're not going to believe this. It, it's incredible. Really? Yeah. Mason yeah? on Google. Mason uh, from Google. from Waterton, Wisconsin, found a Westinghouse generator. No. Yes. Did he buy it? Um, <laughs> I hope he didn't buy it. I don't think so. Mason, if you bought a generator from Westinghouse, you might as well have just bought a brick Ugh. because that's all it's going to do for you. That's right. You might be able to anchor down your boat for it when you go fishing. But if you want it to produce electricity, it's probably not a good idea. Man, speaking of generators. Oh, generates heartbreak. Generators are dangerous. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie uh, about uh, Twizzlers? No, Twi- uh, Tremors. 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 The ones with the things underground and yeah. they jump up and they eat. Yeah, noise. Me, yeah. me and the kids uh, watched that. I I had seen it before in the theater, but they had never seen it, and I thought it was a good. Uh, it's not. It's it's a monster movie, but it's not. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not scary. It's kind of like a cheesy, campy movie. Like yeah, you know. yeah. So it was a yeah, good. That one had Kevin Bacon in it, right? It had Kevin Bacon, and it had um all the the country singer, um female country singer Reba McIntyre in it. Reba McIntyre was in that. Yeah, she was. Man, that was fun. Wow. But uh, the reason why I mentioned it is because there was a generator that got swallowed. And, yeah. Uh, it probably was a Westinghouse, too. Yeah. No, because that wouldn't have been running. Oh, uh, that's true. But I'm bumped. Dadgum it. There it is. <laughs> I, can, I can think it faster than I can click it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier that way. Uh, we got another uh, email. Hi, James. If there isn't a John or Jen, then I am very sad. Well, John and Jen are irreplaceable, but apparently they can be exchanged easily. So I was just writing in to say interchangeable, interchangeable. There we go. I was just writing in to say (laughs) that I love the podcast. I hope it never stops without this podcast. My life would be depressing with John's funny voices and James's quick wit and singing when reading stories. I love it when James or Jay or Jen or Jay is on the show. Please never stop. If you do, I will buy Lemon's Lemon shirt with a nickel dime quarter and a penny, and I will throw it at your junk, and I will, <laughs> and I will turn into a bat and fly away with you in my claws and throw you into a narthex with an angry Ooh. Lucy. And if anyone's listening and you're not a patron, I will do the same to you, Tebow <laughs> from California. So you have been... <laughs> Everyone has been warned. The The warning primarily is going out to me and John, all these dangerous yeah. things. But also, if you're not a patron, then you're going to be in trouble with Tebow. So uh, we're going to we're going to have uh, Tebow's home address available in the show notes at NLCast.com. So everyone can um, go stand up to him and and tell him to, to back down a little bit. <laughs> See how tough he is. No, no, Tebow's. He's, he's, uh, they're, they're, he, I don't know. Tebow could be a girl. I know but that, that sounds like kind of, uh, you know, they're standing up for the show. They are strong supporters. So uh, I Tebow, know, but we, they're threatening you. people that aren't patrons that is, yeah. and a majority well, of our know, people aren't patrons. So I, I have to protect uh, them too. You know, we, we love all of our listeners. 
Whether, we do. We what, do. Regardless of if you patronize us or not. That's right. I always, I always feel like that's what I'm saying. We have new patrons. They're, they're patronizing us. And, uh, and we have two. Oh, um, it's it's yeah. Ro- Robert Harrington just edited their pledge from 12 to $15. He did that because Patreon started uh, charging tax. And uh, oh, I, really? I and I, re- I sent out a message to everybody. I'm like, I hate this, but this is what they're doing. And he says, oh, that's fine. I'll just go from 12 to 15 bucks to cover it. And I'm like, oh, man, you stinking angel is what you are. And, wow. and, and then Kale Lorenzen, Kale Lorenzen uh, is now submitted uh, $5 a month. So I appreciate that. We love to give shout outs Thank for our Kale. new patrons on there. And um, we also have uh, a few reviews that were brought to us by mypodcastreviews.com. Beaver in the UK, UU Dog World, T Swizzy 2006, Monkey Mon Mon, and Alexa Carroll, who said, I listen to this show every night to go to sleep, and it is my full-time, all-time favorite. <laughs> I have introduced oh, my man. entire family to it also. Thanks for being awesome. I, I love hearing that, that um, I, lo- I listen <laughs> to go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you better be careful, though, because we're talking into your subconscious. Once you're out, yeah, all of our jokes and stuff are going into your subconscious. Hey, hey Alexa, Alexa why don't you wake up and go um, pee in the dryer? or something <laughs> whatever it is that people do when they sleepwalk it always seems like they pee on something in our in our stories yeah. on the show Probably true <laughs> alexa go make a sandwich alexa and feed it to the mailbox Wait, her name's alexa so alexa give me directions to the nearest pumpkin patch <laughs> i don't know what if people are listening on there alexa tell me the time hey alexa i wonder if, if- play that story show podcast I'm sorry, I can't do that for you. <laughs> I know every time I say "Hey Google" and then say something, my Google comes alive, and so e- even <laughs> so, "Hey Google, what time is it?" You know, it'll it'll activate and do that kind of oh, thing. No. So I just messed something up everybody's or... world by uh, yeah saying that out by loud. Having a listener named Alexa. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com slash audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. All right. Well, let's do what we like to do when we do this. It's called uh, the Quiznos, where you quiz what you know. We got a quiz? We do. What you know. All right. All right. Um... This is a quiz that is brought to us by um, Gwyneth Berg, and it is a bird quiz. So we're going to test our knowledge about how much you know about a birds. Bird quiz. Okay. 
I got to ask this question real quick. Yeah. Okay. A few weeks ago, you had a band outside your house playing yeah. for everybody on the yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah. So here on campus where I work, they're having a kindergarten graduation as we speak. Oh, wow. Do you hear this drum corps going on out here? Only while you're talking. Okay. Okay. So, My apologies. No, no. It's I not. assume we'll be having some sort of parade or something. So No, I, I, I know, can just hear it while you're talking, but it seems to be blocking out the uh, the noise whenever you're, you're not speaking. No. So that's uh, that's pretty I'm cool. Put both sides of my headphone on so that I can't uh, so that I can't hear them. Well, God bless the drum corps and uh, may may, may our listeners at home enjoy the beat. Uh, and get down. I would love to put the microphone up to the window, but I might get in trouble. I don't know. <laughs> All right. This question number one to our quiz is do female or male ostriches incubate the eggs? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. And say the males do it. The, the men do it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that dollar sign says men. Hashtag says female. I'm just going to just be opposite of you. Uh, Number two, if a pigeon has light, crusty sores around the eyes, what disease does it have? So does it have crusty eye, pigeon pox, glory golden eye, or pigeon powder eye? (laughs) (laughs) So, so weird, weird and random of a question. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Uh, you want to guess first, so I can copy you or go opposite. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine people in New York, and they're like, "Hey, look at that pigeon! <laughs> He's got." And then trying to fill in the blank. He's got glory golden eye. <laughs> I was gonna go with the pigeon powder myself. Oh, uh, okay. Pigeon powder, pigeon powder eye. eye with- I'm I'm gonna say that's gross. No matter, all of them sound gross. I I don't even know how you would know, but I'm gonna go with pigeon pox just because I'm a dork. And I don't pigeon know any pox better. sounds good. It alliterates well. Number three, how long is the incubation period for ducks? I'm assuming you mean baby ducks, like in an egg. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Is it A, 26 days, B, two years, C, 28 days, or D, you have to crack the egg whenever you want? <laughs> you have to crack They're the just ripe in there automatically. Yeah, <laughs> they're just, just the they're waiting. They're like, what are, you, what are you waiting 28 days for? I've been stuck in here for two years. What the heck? Um, <laughs> 28 days, 26 days, two years, and crack it when you're done? Yeah, 28 days later was a good movie um let's say i'm gonna say 26 days and uh i was six days as well 26 for you okay yeah, uh what are immature female chickens called <laughs> i don't know but i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> it sounds like something offensive <laughs> you immature, immature chicken female chicken you immature <laughs> chicken uh, uh i'm gonna call is it, is it I, I have to choice? I have to say them, yeah. Uh, a youngins, oh. <laughs> youngins. B chick. Uh, C cockerel, or D pullet. I'm mm. going to say pullet. 
I'm going to say chick. Okay. What ratite is native to New Zealand? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just butchering that, that enunciation, but uh, I'm going to say what yeah. bird is native to New Zealand? A, an ostrich, B, a kiwi, C, an emu, or D, all of the above? I'm going to say huh. all of the above. Yeah, because when you said kiwi, I was like, oh, definitely. I know the kiwi is definitely because definitely kiwis, but but so are the emus. And I know that they live there, but I don't know that they're native. Yeah. I don't know that ostrich are native either. So I'm going to just stick with kiwi. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. You are a dollar mm-hmm. sign. And this is a range question. What percentage of protein should be provided to laying hens? 16 to 18 <laughs> B. 43 to 45, uh, C, 21 to 23, or D, as much as the owner sees fit. Um, this <laughs> one's, yeah, this one's really pulling on our, on our knowledge caps here. Cause I, I, it's been so long since I've had to worry about such things that I've, I've plum forgotten. I used plum to know, all, I've used to know all this. You Did know? you? No. I have never known anything. Close <laughs> My to wife this. wants to have chicken, so I should probably learn. Uh, I know we used to give them oyster shells so that they're sh- they're they they wouldn't lay eggs that were um, soft. Yeah, yeah, but that's all I remember. So I'm just going to arbitrarily say 21 to 23. I'm going to go with a higher protein. The next step up. Okay, that's what I'm so getting. 43 to 45 percent. Yeah. Okay. What is the fleshy wart-like tissue around the Muscovy duck's eyes? A, a flesh wart, a B, a carnuckles, <laughs> C, a gore wart, or D, capons, capons, C-A-P-O-N-S. What is the fleshy wart-like tissue around the Muscovy duck's eyes? Those are those really ugly ducks, right? I guess so. I mean, you know, not to call God's creation ugly, but they're the ones that are like, oh, what happened to you, bird? Are you going to eat my face off or Muscovy ducks? I'm going to just say a flesh wart. I'm going to call them cap-ons. All right. And then what bone supports the pectoral flight muscles? (laughs) Why do we let people send us quizzes? I know the answer to this one. <laughs> uh, what bone supports the pectoral flight muscles? A, the wing bone, bone. B, the tendons. C, the keel bone. Or D, the muscles. I, I said wishbone, and that's not even one of them. All right. Dang, I thought the, I knew. They said wing bone, tendons, keel bone, or muscles. I'm going to say keel bone just for fun. Because I don't know. Um... That's the only one that's referenced as a bone. Well, except well, for the wing, wing bone. bone, which is kind of like, generic sounding muscles. But it says it supports the flight muscles. There's not even enough uh, of a hint in any of those. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say what you said, the keel bone. Okay. All right. Number nine, what ounces of lean meat or fish is equal to how many eggs? Uh, or no, one ounce one ounce of lean meat or fish is equal to how many eggs? A, five eggs, three eggs, one egg, or 16 eggs? <laughs> one. 
Okay. You're going to say one. I'm going to say five just for fun. Number 10. When a chicken is fed wheat and barley, what color is the yolk? A, the color of a yolk doesn't change with the chicken's diet. B, B, a dark orange. C, light orange. Or D, light yellow. I'm going to say the color of the yolk doesn't change. That's what I was thinking, too. Okay. All right. Here are the answers. That was 10 questions. Oh, do you want to change? I'm going to, yes, I am, because I've I've seen a difference between farm fresh eggs and store-bought eggs, and the, the yolk does change colors. Okay. And I think it is because of the diet. So I'm going to say there was a, a richer yellow. Dark orange, light orange, or light yellow? I'm going to go with dark orange. Okay. Yep. All right, here we go. Female. <laughs> we apparently both killed uh, died on the first question do female (laughs) or male ostriches incubate the eggs the answer is females in the day males at night oh that was a trick question Uh, tricky tricky question number two if a pigeon has light crusty sores what does it have it is b pigeon pox good job james yay i i accidentally guessed one right how long is the incubation period for ducks it is 20. C, uh, <laughs> 28? 28 days. We both Good said job. 26. I thought you said 28. No, I said 26. All right. I marked it. Well, uh, what is an immature chicken called? It is, uh, it is D, a pullet. A so, pullet. So that's two for me. Two, two for you. Good yeah, job, man. Yeah. Uh, you're spanking me now. I'm, I've got zero. What, what rat, rat, what ratite is native to New Zealand? And uh, the answer, or the question, they, they wrote this kind of hard. It's hard. I have to scroll down. I have to look in there, and I have to go back up. And it is B Kiwi. You are correct, yes. John. Yes, I got one right. All right. This is a range question. What percentage of protein should be provided? Uh, the answer is neither one of us, uh, 16 to 18% of protein. 16 to 18, huh? Boy, uh, I was way off. I uh, was too, but not I as way off as you were. Yeah. So, ha. Huh? Mm. All right. What is the fleshy wart-like colony? I mean, colony? <laughs> Where did I get that? Where's the fre- fleshy wart-like tissue around a Muscovy duck's eyes? Number seven. It's B, carnicles or car- carnicles. Mm. Which neither one of us said. Man, I am bombing this one so bad. Number eight, what bone supports the the flight muscle? I'm looking forward to this one. It is C, the keel bone. So keel that, bone. We both got that one right. Yeah. So three to two. All right. Number nine, one ounce of lean meat or fish is equal to how many eggs? The answer is C, one egg. You are Yay. now up to my we level. We're tied. This last one is going to decide the winner. Number 10, when a chicken is fed wheat and barley, what color is the yolk turn? D, light yellow. Neither one of us guessed that. Barley. And I have not won, and you have not won. For the first time, we have a draw, and (laughs) we we are both equally as knowledgeable and as lucky guessers. 
<laughs> we know little to nothing about birds out to tackles or whatever they were called. I don't even know. Uh, flightless birds, I'm assuming, is what that stands for. So anyway, mm. let's get into some stories, all right? Dang. About time. Yeah. All right, this is called Machete Mayhem from Jen. I I nope. used to work at an aquarium, and I really loved it. Sometimes, though, guests would come behind the scenes at really bad times. I had this happen to me so many times, but I think that these were the two best stories. We're going to listen to one today, food prep. Uh, we had gotten these really huge fish that we needed to prep for our sharks and stingrays. And after some good reasoning, I finally convinced my boss to get me a machete to make prepping these fish a little easier. They, they had thick bones and thick skulls that our regal knives just couldn't get through well enough. So I was getting all set up for fruit prepping that morning and I was excited to try out my new machete that my boss got me. So I pull out a fish and I didn't realize that it had thought a little longer than usual that day. I also was listening to my music, so I didn't see that a group of about 20 kindergartners had just walked up to my station. I, ra- <laughs> I raised the machete and whacked the head off, and blood splattered everywhere. Oh, yes. I look up to see a bunch of, sh- of sheet-white kids staring in horror. <laughs> blood has splattered the window, the table, me, the floor, and anywhere else in about a two-foot radius. I popped an oh, earphone man. out to apologize to the class just in time to hear the reactions. One little boy yelled out, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> so a, a little girl in tears cried out, I don't want to be a marine biologist anymore. <laughs> Changed the future of children. Thankfully, my boss had a really dark sense of humor, but any machete jobs were required to be done before the opening from that day forward. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Good job, Jen. Yeah, just take that machete and hack them, hack them up. It is different uh, yeah. cut, cutting up a frozen piece of meat versus a fresh one. So, yeah, I could, yeah. See, could see how that wouldn't work too well. You ever watch Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? No. He, you know, would do all these nasty jobs. And one of these things that they had to do is count um, salmon carcasses, you know, cause after the salmon spawn in the rivers, they die. Oh. And so they had to count them and, you know, inspect them and stuff. And one of the ways that they would know that they had counted a particular fish is they just chop it in half. So oh. I just had this mental image of him, you know, chopping these dead fish in half, just like Jen was doing there. So, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of fish, I got a story about a fish. All right. Comes to us from James. Finally, a fish. Hey, James, John, and anyone else. Hope you're staying healthy. So yes, far, we are. so good. Yeah. And this story is about my cousin Brad that has been shared over and over again in our family for years. When Brad was young, maybe five years old, he was he was on on a camping trip with his family near a lake. And since Brad was getting older, and we were your typical country family, his dad was starting to teach him how to fish. Brad was excited because, you know, fishing, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's a rite of passage for country folk. I know because I've been there. Anyways, Brad was excited and was learning about all the kinds of fish that you could catch and what kind of bait and tactics you would need to catch them. Well, one day, after a long time without any bites, Brad was bored because, you know, kids get bored and hungry. Started walking back to camp to get a snack. Suddenly, his dad yells, Brad, Brad, grab the net. 
It's a finless brown. A finless brown? <laughs> finless brown. So uh, he was really excited about this finless brown. So Brad, eager to catch an awesome new fish, grabs a net and sprints to the dock. Brad gets down on his knees, net in hand, ready to scoop up the first thing that moves. But a finless brown is no fish. <laughs> finless brown is a dog turd that was floating around the dock. As Brad's dad was roaring with laughter, poor Brad was scowling. I bet. Luckily, Brad is a good sport and laughs at this story today. So that's good. Hope you like the story and thanks for sharing my other stories I've shared in the past. My best friend is Shelby and I both are truck drivers and are working hard during this quarantine. Well, thank you to the, our truck drivers Absolutely. because we wouldn't have anything without you and we recognize that. So thank you and thank you for putting us in your ears. Um, he also says, so your show is pretty much appreciated and essential for our sanity while working. Keep it up. Thank you, James and Shelby. Grab the net, son. Grab it. Finless brown. I'm coming, Dad. I love you and trust you completely. <laughs> I believe in you, Dad. I would never be tricked by your lovingness. I know that. Come Can't on. wait to catch a finless brown and cook it up for you tonight, Dad. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> uh, this is a voicemail oh. from Anna called Crickets. So let's let's check it out. Hi, James and John. This is Anna from Washington. Hey, Anna. And um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for reading my stories on the show. It's, it's super cool to hear your stories read. And um, I also just want to tell you about a time when I was tortured with crickets. <laughs> so one day at my school called Springfield Elementary School, Stalkers, we were in history class and my mom was the history teacher and she brought in crickets for the class to eat dead crickets of course they were flavored like jalapeno or something i don't know it was gross yum and everyone ate them except me because i mean it's cricket like why the heck would you ever eat that (laughs) and so one of the boys put them on my water bottle and i was like okay one I will never use that again. And two, I'm going to kill you as soon as these crickets are gone. So all the boys kept being buttheads and chasing me around with them. And were just really mean and awful. And I hated it. But the girls made it kind of like a shield around me. So that way I wouldn't have to. And it was, that was nice. But they always still tease me about that. And yeah, it's just, it was awful. Awful, awful, awful. Well, Sounds um, like it. Thanks. Hope you use my story. My goodness. Bye. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those crickets, Anna. And the buttheads that are chasing you with them. LBB of the week is ke- little boys with crickets with flavored crickets. Flavor? Have you ever eaten one of those flavored crickets? I have. And yeah, they're not that great. They're not. They go to pieces immediately, and yeah. you and they go all over the inside of your mouth, and yeah. you. Can like feel every little bit of leg and every little bit of everything. Mm. They are freeze dried, so they're not squishy. They're dry. Right? Yeah, they're they're just like air and crunchy dirt. And the flavoring is not enough to overpower the fact that you just put a bug in your mouth. So no, I we we had a series in children's ministry one time called Bugs, 
And uh, that was one of the things is I would bring in the bugs and the kids would eat them. And we, we had mm. mealy worms and all kinds of stuff, freeze-dried that we brought in. And I would dare kids to eat them. And then they dared me back. And I'm like, dang it. I should have <laughs> <I> known. <laughs> That's when you get other fake candy, like gummy worms, and you yeah. eat that. I'm going to eat this gummy mm, worm. This is That's terrible. Right? This is the worst. So this one's <laughs> called Buzzed Bachelors. Buzzed Bachelors from Rachel in Virginia. When I was nine, my family moved from New York to Virginia. Turns out we moved to our new house right in the middle of a historic Virginia blizzard that would blanket our driveway with 14 inches of snow. That blanket would be removed, wouldn't be removed for a few days as we were busy getting settled in. My two older sisters made good use of those days by spying on the neighboring houses, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially the one right across the street. Everything about it was normal, but I guess my sisters were just creeps with nothing better to do. <laughs> anyway, they noticed two men that would come and go seemingly at random times in their red pickups. A favorite time was late at night when we would be awakened by the ear splitting roar of one of their trucks. Naturally, my sisters hmm. assumed that these two men were bachelors living together. It seemed reasonable since we never saw a woman, but the theory went further. These were not just bachelors, but drunken bachelors. <laughs> what, what godly reason would they have for sneaking out at such ungodly hours? So whenever that truck revved his engines, my sisters would judgmentally mock them in horrible British accents. Going to the bar, are you? So <laughs> we would all snicker to our, into our bed sheets and wonder if our dad would attempt to share the gospel with them and save their intoxicated souls. <laughs> so fast forward a few days, one morning we awoke to the sound of an engine we'd never heard before. And it was a guy on a lawn tractor fitted with a snowplow attachment. And he was clearing the snow from our driveway. And guess what? It was none other than one of our bachelor neighbors. <laughs> When our dad emerged from thanking them, my sisters and I were eager to hear how he had attempted to convert the heck-bound sinner. You might, <laughs> you might imagine our utter shock when dad told us, well, the gentleman who shoveled our driveway is the youth pastor at a nearby Baptist church, and his dad is the senior pastor. <gasps> yeah, so much for our drunken bachelors <laughs> who turned out to be a father and son team of Bible-thumping Baptist preachers. At one oh time, goodness. at one time, the youth pastor was single and frequently visited his parents' home, leaving late to return to his own. So, yes, the senior pastor is married, but his wife rarely went out, and we oh were and we turned out to be terrible spies. So, <laughs> all this explained what we had assumed to be the youth pastor's nightly trips to the bar. Whoops! <laughs> We're going to the bar, are we? <laughs> yeah. More you know. Yeastly be judged. Uh, my sisters and I are all graduates of his youth group, and we still attend that Baptist church, but we have never had the guts to tell the pastors this story <laughs> unless they're listening to this show right now. <laughs> Hope well, this made you laugh. Me. Thanks for the podcast. Keep up the great work. God bless. Rachel from Virginia. Awesome, Lee. Rachel. That's why you can't be I judging wonder. people. If Rachel's been a listener of our show long enough to know that things have a way 
yeah finding themselves out it is it is the curse of the show is the show that you bring something like this out is the same show whoever you talked about finds it for the first time and listens yep it it has happened before it has happened more than once it will happen here (laughs) so pastor welcome to the show youth youth pastor welcome to the show (laughs) Uh, you are being judged you were being judged in your in your younger days by what rachel and her sisters so (laughs) glad we could we could finally break the silence surrounding this situation so oh wow i got a story here you want me to read it yeah dizzy doofus that's the name of the story i'm not calling you oh i thought you were being mean okay not me Jonah McWilliams brings us his. He says, hey, James and John, I'm the younger brother of Skylar who does, wait, whose shoes stank. <laughs> so Skylar <laughs> is, is the older sibling who's got some stank shoes. Okay. My story is super cringe and embarrassing. Okay, well, we live for that, don't we? Yeah, let me play this real quick. Um, uh, um, <laughs> Dang it! Move out of the way, stupid. This is middle school if I've ever heard it. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't have the middle school voice, so I, I, but it's got punctuation, so I'll be yeah, able to read yeah, this. Yeah, go way. ahead. When I was about six, we went to the Whole Foods food, the Whole Foods market to buy some meat and vegetables. You know what Whole Foods is, right? Jim? Yes, they have those here. Yeah, that's good, good uh, grocery store. I like expensive. Them. Yes, but you know, their, their food is, you know, organic in, and in theory. Healthy. In theory, right, right. In theory. Um, so we, we went there to, to get some meat and veggie. And uh, we were in line for about an hour. Holy moly. I know. And I've never seen a line good. deeper than two people. <laughs> yeah. I, they must have gone at like the peak shopping season or something. I don't know. Uh, but they were in line for, well, you know, a six-year-old. An hour is like five minutes. Yeah, so. true. Um, so they were in, the, in line for about an hour and was super dizzy from spinning around in the shopping cart. <laughs> I barely walked up to my dad to ask him to, to held went, what? I'm sorry. I didn't get to pre-read this. I barely walked up to my dad to ask him to held when I realized he was not my dad. <laughs> Cue the dun 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 sound effect. No, thanks. We'll pass. Okay. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Daddy, I need you to hold me. Oh, you're not my dad. Realizing how the stra- did the stranger, I... Do, do you want me to read it? <laughs> I, no, I got these stupid drums pounding outside. The no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm only saying it because you're reading it like a normal person, and it needs to be read. But okay. Here, let me let me take myself back a few years and see if yeah. I can do this. Okay. Yeah, that you got to get in that mindset to read this. Uh, I barely walked up. My dad asked him to help see? when I realized. He was not my dad. Realizing how did stranger, I ran away probably to the cook aisle. <laughs> Cookie aisle is where I went. And I reunited with my family, embarrassed and dizzy. I was so embarrassed. I turned into a bat and flew away. Uh, <laughs> there's no lulls on there, but I'm going to throw lulls. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show and keep it up for the rest of my life. Jonah. There you go. That's the thing. There you go. You did it. I thought it was the drum's fault. It was me. I just was putting too much. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was accidentally you. You were giving it too much. 
and it did it can't you can't do that with a middle school story you have to let the story tell itself through you instead of you tell the story words for it and then it does its thing it's you know i don't think i read very many of these uh middle school yeah i'm sorry i didn't mean to give it to you it's it's my it's ultimately my fault Oh, yeah. No, don't do that to yourself. Uh, This one's fun with a fly from Elizabeth. Hey, my husband and I run a dairy farm here in New Zealand. And we love love getting stuff from New Zealand, by the way. Yeah. And we we have a problem with rabbits. One evening, my friend of ours and her husband's friend came over and to shoot a few rabbits with my husband. These two happened to both be pre-med students at the time. The friend of the friend was a city girl through and through and had never been rabbit shooting before. I settled in the house for a quiet evening while they were out shooting when suddenly only about 15 minutes after they left, they arrived to the house saying that the friend of a friend had a fly stuck in her ear. It had zoomed in as they drove along the side-by-side, not sure what you call them in the U.S. I looked it up and it's just a utility truck, like a utility vehicle. So It's like a four-wheeler except it's got a little cab on it. Yeah, it's it's like a, 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 a working man's golf cart. Yes, yes. Side so, by we call them side by sides here. Too. Oh, okay, all right, good. Well, anyway, the fly wouldn't come out, so she was really trying hard to play it cool. But the fly would move in her ear, and she was freaking out. And she said the buzzing hurt. So we mm-hmm. tried a few things to get the fly out. Our friend t- tried to use tweezers, but that apparently made it worse. My husband oh, no. tried something complicated with a vacuum and a sock to try to suck it out, but that was oh, no, no no good, and you could have made her lose her hearing. Meanwhile, I, consul- <laughs> I consulted Dr. Google, and Dr. Google suggested using a syringe to put oil in her ear, killing the fly, and then it should just slide in on, slide on out. So I grabbed a syringe and the olive oil and explained the plan. The oil went into the ear and soon the friend of the friend said that the buzzing had stopped. We lifted her head and out came the dead fly. She well, went off awesome. to rinse her ear out with water while we told the others. Uh, I found it amusing that the mom uh, uh, consulting Dr. Google had solved the problems that the pre-med students and the farmer could not. Yeah. Oh no! What does that say of our future? <laughs> I know it's it's Google is smarter and moms are smarter. I I had thought that perhaps this incident would be cut short would cut short the rabbit shooting, and the girls might just go home. But as soon as the ear was dry, they were off again. Although this time the friend of the friend borrowed a hat and pulled it down over her ears just in case. <laughs> they left a while later, leaving a, a, a few less rabbits to cause havoc on our farm. Hope you like the story, Elizabeth. That is that gross. Great. Gross. <laughs> That's great. If a bee hey. fly in your ear, I'd freak out, dude. I'd I'd take a steak knife to it is what I would do. I had uh, one go up my nose and it was still ah! Fortunately, ah! I could blow it out. Ah! But but you can't do that with your ears. They no. just kind of What That's were they great. trying with a vacuum and a sock? <laughs> to pop <laughs> pop that eardrum just go ahead what was the sock even for yeah <laughs> to, here, to put the sock, here we, the sock. we want suction but not pure suction because i know i i'll take your eardrum out and your whole your hand your anvil and your stirrup and everything will be gone but we'll put a sock over it and that way it'll <laughs> just suck gently at the uh the offending intruder and uh, hopefully leave all those precious little tiny bones inside your ear alone. 
that's dangerous. <laughs> Pre-med students allowing that to happen? Yeah. No. You go yeah. to Google and you find out that oil does the trick. So now all of you know, all of you mm-hmm. listeners, if you get a fly stuck in your ear, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid like those pre-med students. Uh, Stick tweezers in your ear. Be like Elizabeth and and uh, just douse it with some olive oil. Kill that joker. Slide yeah. it right on out. So. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know, you know what you call a medical student in the bottom of his class when they graduate? No. Doctor. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Think about that. Yeah, it's true. Bottom of the class, they still graduate. That's and right. they're well, that's why they call it a practice, though. <laughs> it's a medical practice. Yeah. It's, it's, they don't know what they're doing. They're practicing. Yeah. Practicing Practice medicine. medicine. That's why you got to have patience. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, hey, John. Let me tell you about this tiny terrorist. Tell us. It's from Ryan. Ryan from Tennessee. Stalkers. So, hey, James and John. This is a tale of a time when I was in third grade. At the time, I was living in a town in northern Louisiana and going to a small private Christian school. I totally know what that's about, except I don't know I wasn't in Louisiana, but yeah. The school was so small and connected that the principal doubled as the leader of our morning chapel for a morning chapel, which that, yep, I know that. <laughs> you remember Mr. Anderson? No, I never met anybody at <laughs> you your never school. Met him? No, never. No. Oh man. He was the principal and the, the chapel guy and every, he did all sorts of stuff. He was even the basketball coach. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> anyway. Um, now to set the scene, because of how small the school was, our school was actually held at a church. Man, I think we might've, practically went to the same place here we had a small playground in the back of the school which had been built by students and parents for primarily the younger classes and one wednesday morning we came to find that it had been burned to the ground in the middle of the night wow that is not cool that's scary this of course made no sense to us younger students as we were just a nice private school who'd done no harm to anyone Needless to say, the teachers were on pretty high alert after that incident. Now, I'm sorry for the long introduction, but all of this backstory is essential to the understanding of how terrified I felt after this story happened. All right. One day, I was staying after school for a little bit and decided to sit down on a small picnic table and draw. I sat down, pulled out some paper and a pencil, and began drawing. I tried to draw people, dragons, trees, but I wasn't any good. So my mind eventually searched for something simple and easy to illustrate. Then I thought of it, a bomb, not some action movie style military bomb. No, I drew the only kinds, the only kind that kids know how to draw a large bowling ball with a wick so that it was, it it was so, uh, popular design you know like in the cartoons yeah, they got the, yeah, yeah. yeah like Big, rocky and bullwinkle and the yeah. the dude with the bomb yeah and mario brothers you know bob bob bomb yeah he's, yeah bob. my mother soon called for me and uh and said it was a time to go home so i ran to the parking lot and got into the car forgetting my backpack and the drawing the next day as i sat in latin class with no backpack hey i had everything i needed in my desk right there was a knock on the classroom door it was the headmaster who, who had something in a 
who had said something in a calm manner to the Latin teacher. After he stepped back outside, the teacher told me to go out into the hall because the headmaster wished to speak with me. Being a somewhat normal kid, I immediately became quite sheepish and did as I was told. But what I was greeted with was far more than just the you're in trouble talk and stern look I was expecting. There in front of me was my headmaster, a fireman, a police officer, and what looked to be like a park ranger, Hmm. but who I later found out was something completely different. They did not seem angry. They actually seemed quite calm. My eyes widened. My pulse quickened. What had I done that deserved such an audience? Then the headmaster held up a small, dark blue backpack. Is this yours? He asked me. Uh, Yes, sir was all my little brain could think to say as I took the bag. That's a nice drawing, the policeman piped up, pointing to the bomb picture hanging <laughs> the back. I nodded and, and made nervous. Thanks. There wasn't much more talking, and I was sent back to my class, where I told my friends of the strange occurrence. No, the story is not embellished one iota. I later learned from my mom, who along with my friend Jude, who was in the, that class, had confessed, confirmed the story, that my headmaster had found the backpack after school and had thought it was a bomb threat from the people who had burned down the playground. Oh. <laughs> my backpack had caught <laughs> in Christian school. My backpack had car- cartoon skulls and crossbones all over it. <laughs> so it didn't look like it belonged to anybody at the private Christian school, like his own. He had actually sent an email out to the parents of the school asking whose it was, and my mom answered him back with an embarrassed, yep, that's ours. <laughs> he had also asked my friend Jude. Really terrifying for me, but now I look back on it with laughter. Sincerely, Ryan from Tennessee. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, man. Wrong place, wrong time, right? Wrong idea for a drawing, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a bomb threat from the people who burned down the playground. Luckily, they didn't see the, the piece he did the week before, which was <laughs> the slide and the swings burning. <laughs> <laughs> the skull and crossbones backpack. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm surprised they even allowed that, you know? At the Christian school. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Our, our school was so small. I mean, everybody knew what everybody's stuff was. You know, if somebody if somebody left their shoes out on the playground, oh, yeah, that's Tommy's shoes, you know. Right. But nobody knew who this backpack belonged to or, or that one of the students was drawing bomb threats. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, we, we, we got to see this kid. We have to at least face him. And see if he <laughs> if he has a crazy look in his eyes before we'll yeah. let him go. <laughs> Who was the park ranger guy? I want. I, I know <laughs> he was probably bomb squad. He's he's just maybe he was an art critic. I don't know. <laughs> like, he doesn't look like he's taking it very seriously. I don't know. Well, thanks for coming in, uh, art inspector. We appreciate you putting on your official uniform and coming in out. Oh boy. Uh, I bought it from a fellow at the park service, actually. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Uh, thanks, Ryan. And uh, we got a voicemail from Wayne. It's uh, called Popcorn. It goes like this. Hey, James and John. I have a really nice story for you, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, 
So here I live in Thailand, and we had this one missions conference type thing uh, in Bangkok. And uh, we had people, uh, missionaries from Germany there. And so anyway, it was really great. But uh, <laughs> there, there were some uh, girls from Arkansas. And <laughs> yeah, that pretty much tells the whole story. But uh, <laughs> these girls from Arkansas, they had bought microwave popcorn from the mall. And uh, they were going to, you know, make it in their in their hotel room. And so, you know, the guy who was organizing it, you know, he's like, uh, wait a minute, but we don't have a microwave in your room, right? He's like, oh, yeah, we do. He's like, uh, okay, uh, where's the microwave? In the closet. And so what they thought was a microwave was the safe. <laughs> anyway, so really funny. Hope this makes it on the show. Thanks for listening. Wayne, I hope nobody corrected them. <laughs> I hope you guys had the sense to say nothing. I mean, in all fairness, it's about the same size. The hotel safe is about the same size as a small microwave, and it's got numbers on the front of it. So, I mean, they got robes in here. There's a, there's an iron and an ironing board, and my goodness, a full-on microwave. Why is it in the closet, though? You know I don't- yeah, it's in the closet. Yeah, Germans across the hall. These girls are so crazy. What are they thinking? I, I hope. I hope. I pray that nobody set them straight. And they sat there and accidentally set the code for. <laughs> they put the popcorn in, closed the door, <laughs> and set the code, th- typing in three o o or something like that, and then couldn't get the thing open for the rest of the the trip it's not popping it's not <laughs> it's not working I, mean, I don't even hear anything going where's it plugged in at can, can we go into the neighbors hey can we try your microwave out ours isn't working <laughs> it's not a microwave sweetheart <laughs> it is a safe oh, crazy. oh goodness well that is our show for today Please. Oh, that was so good. Uh, do you have a funny life story? I hope you do. We love them. Send your stories, email or audio to that story show at gmail.com. And if we use your story, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address. Thatstoryshow.com is the website. Review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. And thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to producers James Spangler, Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kube, Dave O'Keefe, Janu Streespeck, and Kerry Wright. Join the club and get more from your favorite podcast today. You know, that brand new podcast called Things That, you know, Stories That Couldn't Be on the Show at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, or painful happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed. Just think, hey, this belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. And thanks, uh, uh, Drum drum Corps. Oh my goodness! We appreciate that. How how many great. how many minutes long was their performance? I mean, it's I don't know. They were doing some kind of parade, and, and the drum corps sitting in one spot the whole time. I mean, the how, the, how what's the attention span of the average kindergartner? Six minutes? I mean, you can't go exactly. on for long. I don't care how good you are, you're gonna lose them. But they're all honking their horns out there now too. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh. Those are the people that were too scared to come up and sit down. So, <laughs> uh, these times, they are a challenging time. Amen. Thanks, coronavirus. We, we love you. Not really.
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.